you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 153 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Shek. S-H-E-K, much to discuss. Football, maybe some basketball, maybe even some hockey, but football, that's the order of the day. We're going to do it with our pal A.J. Hawk, great linebacker of those Green Bay Packers. We have some other list-related items to get into here. Let's talk about it all right now with my main man, seated to my immediate right, as always, from NFL.com, author of something that I believe is up on NFL.com right now, of the best running backs not in the Hall of Fame, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. Heavy, My pleasure. Heavy heart to be producing a list of best running backs not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it was uh, the reason we did it was because Chuck Muncie passed away on yes, Tuesday. Yes, of, 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 yeah, uh, one of the great players of our collective youth, eh? Watching yes. Chuck Muncie started out with the Saints mm-hmm. and was gangbusters. Then he goes to the high-octane Air Coriel Chargers and is what was the ground game there. Even though they threw the ball quite a bit, he was a hammer and scored a lot of touchdowns. I think he had the single-season record for touchdowns. Uh, for probably stood for 10 or 20 years until one of, uh, you know, Emmett Smith or one of those kind of guys, Sean Alexander, one of those guys came came along and broke it. But yeah, Chuck Muncy knew how to get in the end zone. He also wore those black horn rim glasses, which also look good. So you're doing a list of the best running backs. Will Chuck Muncy make this list? Of course. He should, right? Absolutely. And like you said, he gets overlooked because he was a part of the Air Coriel offense, you know, that had the prolific guys, Charlie Joyner, John Jefferson, Kellen Winslow. So he often gets put in the back burner because you just think about him throwing the ball a lot. But no, they were able to run a little bit. So he was the uh, he was a three four time Pro Bowler, as you said. You'll see the accolades. All right. Well, while we wait for this, first of all, we have uh, just to set the table for you. Like I say, AJ Hawk coming on here in just a little bit. Much to discuss with him. He's not just a great football talker. He loves his uh, his movies and TV too. So I'm sure we'll dabble with that sort of thing. While we wait for his call, though, and also we have a blacklist coming up. How are you, Black Tie, behind the glass? What's happening, fellas? What's good, guys? Doesn't sound uh, sound like you. Who was that? Who was that? Terrence Newman. Ah, our pal T. New. 
was having a fella. I don't like feeding into that nonsense, that uncreative nickname of the 21st century, this thing of just taking the first initial and part of the last name. I'm sorry I called him T. New. I'm going to call him Terry Newman. Now, listen, let's talk about your list. I am working on the latest projections. These are post-free agent and draft projections. What I like to do is our pal, Elliot Harrison, he does his power rankings for for NFL.com. This is listing 1 through 32 in order, the the, the strength of the, of the NFL football teams, of course. I say... Fine, do it, but this ain't college football. Mm. Rankings don't matter. What matters is who makes the playoffs and how they're seeded. So Mm. I periodically do that. I'm working on my new list here. And let me just, I I don't want to ruin the whole thing for you, but in the NFC, and then I want to talk about your running back list too, and then another list that was on NFL.com. Like I say, lots of lists to discuss. It's something I enjoy doing. Um, In the NFC, the big question mark that I have is, is the is the uh, is the East right now? For me, I say like I'd like to flip a coin, and then I realize, well, that won't do it. I need really a dreidel with the with this with the emblems of the four teams, and I'm just going to spin it. That's a, that's as good a guess as anything. Who's going to win the NFC East? You got Tony Romo's Cowboys, flawed as they are, right? But a lot of star power. That's the story there. Eagles, fascinating story. It would certainly appear Mike Vick's going to be under center when the season kicks off, but we don't know that. There's Nick Foles, there's Matt Barkley. Intriguing, at least, and now they uh, have Felix Jones. Nice speed. That seems to play. I Listen, I don't think that he necessarily is a great fit. Well, we know he's not a great fit on every NFL roster, but if he's going to fit somewhere, that he kind of makes sense in what based on what we saw the Oregon Ducks do. So that's yeah, interesting. They, Plus their defense has some nice pieces too. They still have Bryce Brown. He's going to be the guy backing up LeSean McCoy, not Felix Jones. They also have uh, Deion Lewis from Pitt. They have two Pitt that's running backs true. there. Deion Lewis, wonder who the spare part there is going to be, not to make it to, uh, to opening day. you got the Redskins. Who knows what will be with RG3. And then uh, who am I forgetting there? There's a Redskins. Oh, and the Giants. Yeah, that team that won the Super Bowl a couple years ago with Eli Manning. They lose some significant uh, pieces from from their soup from their last Super Bowl roster. So I don't know. Rank, answer the question. Who do I put in there in the projections as your NFC East champ? I don't think you get two teams out of that division nope. into the playoffs. How say you? It's going to be the Giants. And explain yourself. Always seem to be able to rally once they uh, go through a season where they miss the playoffs, stumble a little bit. Tom Coughlin's going to bring them back. Eli mm-hmm. Manning, he'll be as solid as he always is. Hakeem Nicks, hopefully he will not be uh, as injured as he was last year. He always like, is hurt. That's his problem. Yeah, they yeah. still don't have Victor Cruz inked. These are some He's significant questions. I, I mean, he probably is. I have the Giants written in there right now, but it's in pencil. Okay. Figuratively, because, of course, it's on a computer, and I don't write in pen or pencil. What am I, somebody with a work ethic? Please, whatever is easy. But, yeah, I have the Cowboys in there. I mean, I have the Giants in there, but I previously had the Cowboys, and I'm thinking of going back to the Cowboys. I also am thinking about the Eagles now. Right. But that's too much up in the air. All right, so we'll do that. Now let's talk about the running back list. This is one of our, one of our uh, combined favorite subjects. We love talking about some of these guys that we watched growing up, including Chuck Muncie. Who else you got on the list there? Well, uh, coming back, one of your favorites, Joe Cribbs. Yeah, loved watching Joe Cribbs with those uh, early 80s Bills teams. I contend he would certainly be a Hall of Famer had he not uh, run off to the USFL. That uh, that was not good for his career, but he was, I, I guess he probably made a lot more money than he did with, I think it was the Birmingham Stallions Right is where he went. But you look at a guy like Joe Cribbs, a guy like Herschel Walker, who who gained 2,000 yards with the New Jersey Generals, a guy like Mike Pringle, who, who benefited or who benefited, who flourished in the Canadian Football League, it's still the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How are you not counting their USFL credentials? Why are you not counting their CFL credentials? Marcus Allen and I talk about this all the time. Damon Allen should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mike Pringle should be in the Pro Football. It's a Pro Football Hall of Fame. If you want it to be an NFL Hall of Fame, fine. Just call it the NFL Hall of Fame. Otherwise, it's too disingenuous it is to tough. not You're include right. pro professional football we 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 this, this subject deserves a proper debate and i don't know if you're going to canton this year i don't know if i am but we should really sit down there nice fellas over there um who run the joint and we should really sit down with them and kibitz on that subject have an extended conversation on the thought process of excluding those guys i think cfl 
I agree. I, you know, I listen. I was a USFL aficionado in the day, so I'll support that. CFL football. I got to. What was the thought process there when they decided to to make this league? Yes, let's do football. Yeah, American football. It seems very popular. We should mimic that. But let's warp the rules and make the field bigger and make it three downs instead of four. That's got to be a regret. Why do that? It would be much more... The, the numbers have no bearing whatsoever on anything because the sport is essentially a different sport. You're comparing them to their peers. I get, I, no, I get it, but you can't compare them to, to other football players because their skill set may or may not lend itself to the smaller gridiron of of American football, which is the only real football. If you look at the success of Russell Wilson this year, or last year, I should say, and then you look at a guy like Damon Allen, and if you think Damon Allen had come around in 2013 instead of 1983, there's a guy who would have been a very good NFL quarterback. And, you know, Marcus will tell you that too, you know, and that's just one of the things that's going against him. But when you come, when you put him up against his peers, and I'm not saying you let all these CFL guys in, but when somebody retires as the most prolific person in his sport who lapped the field, who did things that not a lot of guys were doing, I think you can let him in. You don't have to. I mean, it's not, okay, you're not going to open up the floodgates and let them all in. But if there's, you know, a couple of guys who did something extraordinary, I think it, it warrants mentioning, Doug Flutie also should be considered in this in this instance, too, and you know, I, I, again, I'm not, and then I'm, once you see Doug Flutie though play in the NFL, you realize, oh yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. I, I I hear what you're saying. Warren Moon is probably the most noteworthy guy who spent any time in the USFL. Is that true? Oh, of course. Well, I mean, yeah, and Dieter Brock isn't in the Hall of Fame, but he did give Damashek another Dieter Brock drop. What a charge I'm making, Black Tie! Ring it up. Dieter Brock now the one that catches my eye here, Rank. Billy Sims, you know I love to talk about him. Joe Cribs, uh, that's a fun conversation too. I remember Sports Illustrated um, a few years back, probably about actually twenty years ago or so, uh, did a whole piece on what players from yesteryear would translate well in the modern game, baseball specific. In football, Joe Cribs, I think, would be a nifty running back here in 2013. Billy Sims, if he had been born 25 years later, would have probably played 12 years in the league. He ruined his knee in year four, or was it year five? I can't remember. But that uh, was one of the all-time greats. And to me, my favorite, in my single favorite guy to watch run in the football. He really was uh, dynamite. If you like watching those highlights of Walter Payton jumping over the line of scrimmage at the goal line, that was Billy Sims. He was vaulting guys. He had uh, he had that special wiggle. He was one of my favorite guys. I dig him. Yeah, he, he definitely w- belongs on this list. He just would have he would have benefited from modern medicine. Be able yeah, to come that's back what I'm from saying. These injuries yeah, he would they would have fixed his knee up like they did Adrian Peterson's. You know, is another guy who doesn't get any due whatsoever. Our pal here, uh, handsome. Hank mentioned that to me the other day, and he's absolutely right. Jamal Charles has to be scratching his head like, hey, everybody, did you notice I had 1,700 yards too? He just happened to be playing in the same season as uh, as Adrian Peterson has the all-time comeback in pro football, and this obscures what Jamal Charles did, but uh, a gangbusters 2012. Yeah, we also mentioned that plenty of times on NFL Fantasy Live. Oh, you did? Yes. All right. So, so see, Rank uh, mentioned that last year. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with the program. Yes. But, uh, but um, so Jerome Bettis not in the hall, but I think that soon. No, because that, that's good. That he's, gets cor- corrected he's a, sooner rather than later. And don't a, try to make a case against the he's bus. A, he's a pretty good candidate for hey, one of the best to not be in the Hall of Fame. If he goes to the Hall of Fame, he's the least deserving running back in the Hall of Fame. That is. So unbelievably outrageous. I don't understand when people attempt to make a case against Jerome Bettis. He is the most durable. And I listen, durability durable. is not the most important thing when you're talking about Hall of Famers. But this guy was able to sustain a style that put most guys like Earl Campbell and Larry Zonka, the tread wore thin on those tires more quickly. Yeah, I mean, you can, we can name a, a ton of big backs. Eddie George is another one. A lot of those banger guys are the ones who end up getting beaten up and they their careers end more quickly than you expect. Jerome Bettis made it a long time. In fact, look up the all-time rushing leaders and try to make a case against the bus as one of the, as one of the better running backs. Less He's certainly than, one of the 20 best running backs. Less than four yards per attempt? All right. Well, listen. That's, you know, that's he was playing in 
in December. It was muddy and snowy out there. You know, okay. can't run as far sometimes. All right. Now, um, we also, coming up on Thursday, the top 100 list rolls on on the NFL Network. This week it'll be 70 down to 61, right? And we've been uh, doing that. I'm going to be back on there on Thursday night on the recap show after they do it. I think so. It's 8 p.m. is when they do the top 100. Then 9 p.m. Eastern, they do the uh, they do the recap show. And I'll be on there. And I hear Chad 85 is going to be in the in the house. That's that, going to be fun. Oh, that is all correct. 70 through 61, 8 p.m. Eastern for the actual show. 9 p.m. Eastern for reaction show. Congratulations. I don't that. see it until day of. I watch it on TV, and then I, I, I see those uh, things. But Chad I, 85. I last, do want to ask you, though, because last week you high-hatted us and didn't show up for the podcast. So uh-huh. is that going to happen again this week? Are you going to roll I hope with the so. big suits and TV and forget about the podcast? God willing. The little podcast that could? Yeah. Now, yeah, listen. So one time we can finally get Dave into a, a suit here. 85 is uh, is a guy. The last time I saw him, it was uh, the, it was on media day before the Packers Steelers Super Bowl. He walked out there, and I said to him, "This was the first thing I'd ever done for NFL uh, for the NFL from the Super Bowl. The first uh, we're just starting out. Dave, just run a, run a muck out on the on the field there and talk to the players, and we'll see what we come back with." The fr- I walk out there, and there comes Chad 85 with his entourage as he walks by. I say, uh, hey, Chad, the Bengals aren't in the Super Bowl. What are you doing here? And he walks past by about 20 feet, and then one of the guys in his entourage whispers my my crack in his ear. And Chad85 turns around and comes right back and gets right in my face and says, what'd you say? What'd you say, funny guy? What'd you say? But he was also mixing in some F words uh-huh. and uh, and was challenging me until one of his uh, people pulled him away and they and they and they made it out of there but i said but i told him i said i said the bengals didn't make the super bowl how come you're here but i said it more meekly than i did the first time because i was scared but well i thought it would also be fun if he slugged me too wouldn't that be fun like 30 seconds into my first time being let loose at media day if i got knocked out by chad 85 it'd be a good story yeah i can imagine that um, speaking of wide receivers, also on NFL.com, we do these instant debates where they ask uh, where they ask uh, various writers, hey, what do you think about this subject? And the question on Monday was, what team has the best receiving core? Now, most people gave the answer, the Falcons, I saw. Saw a lot of Broncos talk. The I, correct answers, yes. I went with the San Francisco 49ers. And since then... I've heard plenty of guffaws on Twitter. Hit me up uh, at Damashek. One guy wrote me, "Are you even? Are, are, I can't even tell if you're serious about that." SMH, and I and I had to look it up. I didn't know what SMH is. Black tie. Do you know what SMH means? Shame on you for that. <laughs> Who doesn't know what That's SMH what it, means? I just told you I don't. Your Twitter account should be suspended. That's I now terrible. know what it means. Do SMH. You, shake my head. Yeah. Do you know what FTW means? No. Oh my God. Oh my Is that a goodness. bad word? No. FTW. I don't know. Why would I know these things? Because you exist in society? What's I FTW? I don't know. For this the win. For the win. Yeah. I wouldn't say that in long form. Why would I ever use an abbreviation of it? Oh, my God. All right. Now, listen. I don't know what it is. I say San Francisco 49ers because I don't know that everybody else, when they answered this question think that they were only talking wide receivers. There was no specification that that's what the list was. It said best receiving core. Mm-hmm. So I included Vernon Davis, rightly. That, I, he's dynamite. He was that offense. He was that pass. He was he was the target for Alex Smith until Michael Crabtree emerged. Now Michael Crabtree is a legit number one, physical, tough guy. We obviously saw that through the playoffs. Now they have Anquan Bolden, who could have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. And you have Mario Manningham, who's done a few things in the playoffs himself, plus A.J. Jenkins, who did nothing last year, the rookie. Then they have the other kid now from, uh, where did he come from? Louisiana Tech, who's supposed to be dynamite. That, sounds pretty good to me. Why am I, what, you disagree with that rank? I don't even know if I want to condescend to give this a... Please, I'd like you a to proper condescend. Response. Okay, I'll pull back the curtain. Can I pull back the curtain, Black Tie? Pull it back. A little bit. Okay, here's here's the thought process, and you know I'm going to share with the fans of the first DDF. of all. What do you say? Um, of course, I said the Broncos of or the Falcons. Who's Whoever, their tight end? Jacob a, Tammy and Joel Dreesen. Woo! They still have Wes Welker. That's their third receiver. All right. Well, this, the, the a little bit better the than Niners Manningham. have Mario Manningham. That's not bad. All it's right, go bad. ahead. Okay, Demarius Thomas is better than Crabtree. 
Decker is even, if not better, than Bolden. They're that's tight a, ends. That's a bold remark. Easy. Easy. All Their right. tight ends are not far enough away from Vernon Davis to really even condescend. Well, that's see, that's then, not an argument when Welker, you just when you make a proclamation that isn't true. Vernon Davis is vastly superior to those Vernon Broncos Davis, tight ends. He still disappears. For He's stretches. a sledgehammer He's of a block dis- hammer. It's receiving. It's not blocking. All right, it's that's best fair. receiving core. Best receiver. Okay, you're right. I was off the mark on that one. But he's a bullet down the middle of the field. Who gets who often disappears for time and time again. Not in the playoffs. <laughs> look at it. Look at what he did fine. in the last I, two playoff years. Okay, just got, dynamite. You got. You know what? You bashed the whole. Or somebody was bashing the whole Joe Flacco. Just basing it on his. Now we're getting the straw man arguments. I don't want to do it. I'm going to tell you though something about my thought process. Is that, uh, and I'll share this just with the, the listeners of the DDFP, and they may find this as a little bit of a surprise, but uh, I favor teams on the West Coast. And, <laughs> no. and, a, and a lot of times. You don't say. And a lot of times when they do these instant debates, I will go out of my way. Not necessarily go out of my way, but I know that Ian Rappaport, Burt Breer, Darlington, those guys, they're automatically coming in with an East Coast team. It doesn't matter what it is. They're not going to give any of the West Coast teams any consideration they could ask the question who is the best quarterback to wear number 14 and play in blue and gold and they will say dan marino they will not give dan fouts his proper due things like that so i decide you know what? i will go through i will try to give the west coast the benefit of the doubt more often than not so i think all right well i don't like san francisco so i'll start in seattle because they got percy harvin i'm looking over if their Sydney list rice can stay healthy that is a and dynamite that, uh, and that's court, what i was thinking right. i was looking at it and i'm like you know what? Even even me as the West Coast homer, I cannot sell this over Denver, Atlanta. I looked at the 49ers. I thought of it for the same reasons you did. And I go, you know what? Even even me who's willing to take punches or whatever to defend West Coast teams, even I thought it was too much of a stretch. Even I, what little shred of credibility I actually have, I feel like I'm not going to burn it here Going with the 49ers because nobody will yeah, ever take Yeah, but you hate the 49ers. Series. That doesn't have anything to do with it. I'll still back them if well, it push comes to the That might make you show. more reluctant, but all right. So I'm like, even I can't. Even if, even as the West Coast homer, I cannot even condone this. So that's that's lunacy. That's I'm not even going to approach that. Obviously, the Raiders got nobody. Chargers, not even an option. So in Arizona, you got Fitzgerald, Michael Flint. Now, even them, you know, I gave a, a slight consideration. Nope, can't even do that. So I'll do, you know, I'll go with the chalk. Wasn't happy about it, but it was the obvious because there was only two teams that seemed to be above the rest. And you want to talk if about teams if, are better? If, the if teams you want are, to include, if you're including tight ends. Well, then Dallas would be better than the 49ers. Oh, come on. Why? Jason Miles, Witten. Miles Austin. Jason Witten is better than Vernon Davis. Des Bryant. Oh, my goodness. Des Bryant laps. Des Bryant laps Crabtree so much that it makes the difference between Bolden and Austin negligible. I don't think a lot of people would agree with you about that when Des Bryant struggles to to uh, you know to soak in the playbook week after week. Oh, I mean, for, Des Bryant sat here. Uh, so what? So we met him. So I can't. So I, I have to rank him ahead uh, of Michael Crabtree. Yes, you do. Is Michael I, Crabtree ever? I sat, sat in the sports car with oh, uh, with Michael Crabtree, and that'll be ready for you. A video of me driving around with Michael Crabtree in the coming days. Can't All right, that's, that's like an SAT quiz. That was uh, Michael Crabtree? That is Michael Crabtree. I asked him a question during an interview here, and that was his response. That's like an SAT question. I asked him what what his favorite kind of – no, I asked him a more important question. uh, What's his favorite kind of tree? Because he has a tree – you know, his crab tree, and uh, I asked him that. I'm not going to tell you what his answer was. That's like an SAT question. That's probably (laughs) what he said. That's not what his answer was. All right. Oh, he's on the phone, Black Tie? We have him. We got him. Oh, this is good. We always love it when he joins us here on the DDFP. One of our very favorites, linebacker extraordinaire of the Green Bay Packers and good all-around fella. He's got his Hawks Locks event, the second annual, on June 22nd in Columbus, Ohio. This is uh, He gives his hair and others for uh, for kids who need it. It's A.J. Hawk. What's the poop, fella? How's it going, guys? Good to good to be back on. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been too long in my book. That's and what I'm saying. And, and also, when he was coming on, I wanted to have our producer Black Tie here fire up the Fandango theme because apparently, if you follow oh, AJ Hawks, man. that would have been amazing. Ah, oh, I was I was so disappointed we couldn't get. We don't have the rights to that kind of music. But if you follow AJ Hawk on Twitter, he's <laughs> at official AJ Hawk. Now, 
I guess I'm not telling tales out of school since you tweeted this, but your daughter, who is two or three, I would have guessed? Two. Two. She's almost two and a half. Yep. She runs around singing the Fandango theme now. Is that true? Yes. And I'm, yes. And I'm trying to teach her to, to say his name right and let the A's <laughs> breathe, you know? What's Fandango? The movie with Kevin Costner? No, oh, no, 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 a, no. He's a wrestler that just burst up on the scene. I wasn't even a... I'm, I follow wrestling. I'm more into the old school guys, you know, the the showman, you know, the macho man and yes. Hulk and everything. But this this Fandango just comes along and just <laughs> taking the WWE by storm, and he's just he's killing it. No, you're not <laughs> saying it right though. It's Fandango. There you go. Yeah, I'm trying. Believe me, I'm still I'm still trying to get in his good grade. <laughs> Fandango. See, I'm I'm a square, I guess. I'm with you though, Hawk. I go old school. I remember when uh, the giant was in Piper's pit and he ripped the crucifix off the Hulkster <laughs> and things spiraled down from there. But all right, let's talk about football because our time is fairly short and I want we have many important issues to cover. But first, let's talk about the newsworthy items as they uh, relate to the Green Bay Packers specifically how about this rookie first round draft pick out of ucla dayton jones hanging you all out saying that boy the, the niners ain't going to be uh ain't going to be running kaepernick around this year they can't let him do that they're just going to have to hit him hard and that'll uh, i think he's implying at least that this will break kaepernick's will how say you hawk well um i don't know exactly the specifics of what he said um all I know is, is Dayton's a he's a he's a big man. I gave him a ride back today for our workouts in the back of my truck, and, <laughs> and that guy that thing that guy took up the whole the whole back of the, the truck bed. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I you know I think sometimes you might maybe you get into the these open locker rooms when the when the media comes in, and especially being a young guy, and someone asks you a question, you want to answer them truthfully. So I, I have. Uh, I understand that, but I'm sure I'm sure our PR people jumped on him right away and tried to coach him up a bit. He said a- specifically, I don't think they're going to be able to run Kaepernick like that. He takes one good hit, there goes their season. So he says this. This is because creates a little bit of a media buzz here. You don't say to him as you're driving in your truck, hey, what did you say yesterday, Rook? No, because I, I, I just found out about it about five minutes ago before ah. I got on here with you guys. But, no, that's... I, if you... you you go look him in the eye and tell him that <laughs> when you, once you see that guy. But um, no, I mean I, I have no problem with with guys speaking their mind. Um, but when you really think about it, I think any guy that's how any any player in the whole league goes. One hit can knock you out for the year. But you know we know we saw what Kaepernick did to us. We can't really say anything about it. You know I guess they told him wasn't on the he wasn't on the field for that game like we were. So we have. We have nothing to say uh, for that. We we have no defense because he ran all over us. Well, by the and way, threw, and threw all over us. I've said I've asked every defensive guy who we've spoken with since the Super Bowl about this. I talked to Charles Woodson just uh, just a few days ago about this. Last time we saw you guys, you were out there in the stick, and Colin Kaepernick was running all over the place. And when he wasn't doing that, he was throwing it over you too. What is the solution? You know, now here we are in May. You have a few more months to figure it out. Have the defensive coordinators and everybody else in the league figured something out to take away this spread option phenomenon? Uh, I mean, I think that's the thing that every defense in the league right now is working on is trying to come up with a good scheme against that that pistol-type formation because so many teams can run it right now. So, yeah, we definitely have a plan. Um, It's up to us to go execute it. But, you know, the, the quarterbacks are so good in the league. This time it's tough to stop them, but you, you hope to contain them and kind of limit the damage. And, and when you can get good shots on guys, you, you got to take them. You got to you got to make sure they're not running as hard the next time. I think you got to take Dayton down at uh, little code red. I mean, if you don't want to take him on one on one, it's understandable. We've seen him. He played out here at UCLA. I understand. I, I see how big it is. So that's that's a team effort right there. It's a team bonding activity. <laughs> code yeah, red him. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, you know how all these rules go in the NFL now. We you can't you can't say anything to anybody. You'll be, you'll be sued, kicked out of the league, and you'll be done. Did you order the code red? <laughs> That's a different exactly. movie. You've seen so, that movie. You've seen that. What's that one even called? Few Good Men. Few Good Men. If you see us walking around with with socks with bars of soap in them, you know something's up. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, what are you guys... Uh, I, I, I'm really legitimately... I don't understand the salary cap. I did bad in math. I didn't pay attention in class. And so this salary cap jazz really... 
uh, you know, really makes my head spin. But I, I honestly, I see that Aaron Rodgers deal, and then I see the Clay Matthews deal. How is it possible that there's any money left for the rest of you? Uh, well, you know, I mean, that's kind of how it goes. The, the, the good thing, a good problem to have is having some having stud players on a good team. When you have one of the best quarterbacks in the world, you know, you got to pay him like that. So, and then obviously an outside rusher like Clay that has the impact that he does, you know, it. Uh, got to pay those guys as well so who knows how those front office guys work out the numbers and figure it out but they, they find a way but there's always going to be some some guys at the top making crazy money and we have no problem with that do you make though is it sort of an understood thing and i'm not saying you say this is a joke i'm sure you make the crack to them but do you actually when you're out to dinner from now until the end of time do you look at clay and say i'm not getting the tab you're here mr Moneybags. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we, we definitely. I've been doing that since he got into town before ah. he got that monster deal. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. We're playing golf tomorrow out at Whistling Straits. Aaron set up a whole group of like sixteen of us out there, so we're trying to make him pick up that whole tab. Yeah, what's the maneuver there? Do you guys just kind of go up to the starter and you're like, "Yeah, we're checking in the Packers, all sixteen of us." Uh, uh, well, I just pull up. I just pull up really late. I don't go to the range and practice or anything. I just run right to that first tee. And then as soon as I put out on 18, I get right in my car and just act like nothing happened. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, the Eagles' new coach, Chip Kelly, plays music the whole practice. That's his bit now. I'm wondering, Mike McCarthy, what if he did it, if he decided this is going to be the Packers' way now? It's a copycat league, after all. What music do you think Mike McCarthy would choose? And if A.J. Hawk were in charge of being the oh. DJ, what would A.J. Hawk play? Well, if Mike McCarthy had his way and he played music, it would have to have some kind of Pittsburgh theme, some underlying Pittsburgh something. So I don't know if that's poison because Brett Michaels is from Pittsburgh. Um, I can't think of any other bands that originated in Pittsburgh, but I know it would have to have something to do with there because he's very proud of his roots. But if it was me, guys would probably hate me because they, they say, I listen to a lot of Dave Matthews Band, Bob Marley, things like that. And so guys would say, that stuff puts them to sleep and they're tired. That stuff, that stuff gets me going. That's, that's what gets me all revved up. Yeah, so. there's a time and a place for the Bob Marley. I don't know if it's out there on the gridiron, though. Always. <laughs> before games, I don't care. You know what would be awesome to play during practice? What's that? Fandango's entrance music. Oh, oh my God. Our whole team would be doing his little, doing <laughs> a little dance and everything. It would be amazing. I think we should. I'm going to talk to our guys and try to get it in pregame this year. Yeah, listen, yes. say, hey, Coach McCarthy, don't be a square. If Chip, Ke- if it's good enough for the Eagles, we can do it too. All right, let's talk about uh, our collective passion here, and that's movies. The summer movies are fast approaching. Have they officially started they yet? They started. We've had Iron Man Oh, 3. Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's the start of it. What's the one that A.J. Hawk is excited about? Have you seen Iron Man 3? Or what's out there on the schedule in these next uh, few months that you're absolutely going to be in there for? Well, the, the, you guys are probably disappointed, but I haven't seen Iron Man 1 or 2, so I'm definitely not mm. seeing 3. For some reason, that just doesn't speak to me. I don't know. It's a little too out there cartoonish for me but the one movie i want to see which i don't even know if you guys have heard of is i think it's coming out on like wide release it's called the Iceman. man of about course the, the killer yeah richard uh i read the book my wife and i both did so i am pumped for that to come out boy that guy is the all-time this is a thing that they did a documentary about on hbo a few years back yep. this guy I am hypnotized by by this character's behavior. He was a serial killer. He just has it in his blood. Then the mob goes out and hires him to do contract killings. The craziest thing with this guy, he used to chain... I'm not telling you this, A.J. Hawk. I'm telling the listener this. And then I, I, I anticipate a, a uh, reaction from you. He used to... He took at least a couple of victims out to a cave, and he chained them down... And put a video camera, or maybe like a regular camera, shooting on them as rats ate these people to death. This is how he killed people. How say you, A.J. Hawk? Yeah, I'd have to say, you know, he, he really took it to the limit. You know, I always say, if you're going to do something, if you're going to... You're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly, you know. And that guy, he wasn't holding anything back, and he uh, he really went for it. And obviously, it was wrong what he was doing, and, and you know, the contract killer. And he, I think he even said he tried to say the people he was killing were bad people and were doing bad things. But I'm sure there was a few a few good good humans that got got hooked up in his web. But um, 
I just think it's crazy that that he's a real life character. That that's not a, it's not fiction when you're watching that documentary, reading a book about him because he's so crazy and calculated with it, and so calm when he's speaking. And it's just it's scary that there's people like that out there. Isn't it nice? This is the takeaway for all you kids out there. See how A.J. Hawk is a glass-half-full guy? That's the way to be. A.J. Hawk says, yes, he was a diabolical, maniacal serial killer. Right. But, hey, he pursued his passion. Yes. You know, that's what you need to do. Good for you, Hawk. Very dedicated to his, to his craft. And, by the way, I will point out that a dropping a cannonball run reference in a conversation about serial killers i think that trump's a dieter brock drop i'll put that out there the only thing that we're and i, I missed it what was the cannonball run reference if you're gonna be a bear be a grizzly oh i didn't even know i didn't even, I, i've seen that movie and hundreds if, of and times if, and if that wasn't it. if it wasn't on purpose aj huck don't admit it now you've you've got the point go ahead and take that into the locker room it's it's like one of those excuse <laughs> it's like one of those things those situations where you like you you look on replay and you're like oh we really got away with one there Take the take the credit right there. I do like I do like the way this movie's shaping up. It is one of the ones that I've been looking at as something I'll probably go to see. I just I fear David Schwimmer. He's in this movie. I feel he could wreck the whole thing. Oh, see, I haven't seen it. I don't even know the cast. I don't know anything about it. I just heard it was coming out, and I saw the movie poster. So I don't know. I mean, I, either way, I'm going to have to see it. But I'm I'm pretty behind. I actually just watched Django this week for the first time, and I was highly impressed with the acting in that. So. Ooh. I'm a little behind on everything. I didn't see Django Unchained. Where does it rank among the uh, the Tarantino pictures? I, it's pretty good. It's up there. You know, Tarantino is a weird dude. He uh, he seems to he he definitely has a certain flow to his movies. I mean, nothing can really top Pulp Fiction for me. But he um, that Christoph Waltz, I think the guy's mm-hmm. name is the German guy. That dude is amazing. He. He might get. I don't. Well, it's probably too late. I don't know if he can get an award for that or not. He did. He, he was, was nominated for an Academy, Academy Award. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He was. That guy's impressive. So was Samuel L. Jackson too. Obviously, he was great. I might disagree though. I do like Pulp Fiction. I think it's a great film. I think Inglorious Bastards has probably overshadowed everything. Django Unchained. Really? I think Django nah. Unchained really. I, I love Inglorious Bastards. It's a great picture. Here's the correct list for the both of you. The correct list goes like this: Pulp Fiction one. Here's the wild card that people don't include. Kill Bill. Look at those Who not as one and two. That? Because a lot of people didn't like those pictures. Those that look at it as one long movie. That well, is you're argue- acting like nobody saw it. Like I didn't say nobody it saw it. I said a lot of people didn't like it. Hawk, how say you? Kill Bill, I, I can't put it above I can't put it at two. No. Maybe four or five. What was the one? All right, we're going to let you go now. Goodbye. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to be talking. Would you stop? All right. Let's, let so let him, I'm going to let him finish his thought. All right, go <laughs> ahead. What was, the, what was the double feature thing with the girl with the sawed-off leg that was a machine gun or something? Was that a Tarantino movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, Machete. yeah. Yeah, I only saw a little of that, and I, I, I got. I kind of tuned out. It was a little too self-indulgent for me. The grindhouse stuff. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. That didn't seem to really... I didn't feel too passionate about that movie, so I can't I can't speak on all of this. And you had Reservoir Dogs. Have you seen that yeah. one? Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah that's that's a that's a classic. But Pulp Fiction, I remember my dad telling me before I ever saw it that that was one of his favorite things. And you had to give it a few minutes to get into it. It's it's unique, it's unique how it is. But man, what a what a good movie, especially the more you watch it. Yeah. Speaking of which, the last time you were on, you said your dad was a, a fan of the program. Has he bailed on us yet? Because I have I have to feel that he's given up on us now. No, he hasn't. He <laughs> loves it. My dad follows everything, you know, even more than I do, and so he knows everything going on. He, he loves listening to you guys. Oh well, shout out to uh, later, yeah. Pop Talk. Pop Talk. That's his name. And last thing is, uh, we we also discussed the uh, you wanted your spouse to start calling you Hawk around the house. How's that going? That hasn't gone too well. Oh, dang it! Lie. I'm trying. Believe me, I've, I've, she's even tried to do it, but she feels too weird. But maybe my daughter. She's almost two and a half. Maybe I can get her to do that. <laughs> I like that. All right, listen. AJ Hawk, we like talking to you too. Hopefully, we can kibitz with you as the uh, as the season approaches. I don't want to end on a sour note, but I don't know if you've taken a look at your schedule this year. But egad, I love your team, but my god, you you play at the Niners, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Giants. You host the Falcons, Steelers, Eagles, and Redskins. That's a tough road to hoe, fella. Yeah, it is. I know people like to get caught up in the schedules, but the way I always, I I don't really put too much into our schedule because the NFL is every team's so good that it's you don't have any cakewalk. It's not like there's any easy games. I mean I've 
you go into games where you should be guaranteed wins and, and you can end up losing for sure because there's just you never know on any given day. So I don't. I think they're all tough games regardless of where you're at and who you're playing. So, so we're always ready for the challenge. All right, Hawk, go have a nice uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and a few rounds of golf <laughs> on Clay Matthews and uh, tell him to cut that hair already. Speaking of hair, Hawks Locks, June 22nd in Columbus, Ohio. Any details that uh, we can share with the public on that event? Um, well... Just get some. We, the good thing is we got so many good people that are around the Columbus area and different areas that are already coming in to support that we're not we're not really hard up for selling all of our tickets. So just trying to raise some awareness and get people to send in some some hair to donate for kids and make get some wigs for these kids and 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 more money to to try to affect as many kids in as many ways we can. Think globally, act locally. Bring your razor and shave that mop ahead off of Matthews already. Enough's <laughs> enough with that thing, you know. All right, listen. You know what I want? I'm going to prescribe it right now that this is what this show needs. It needs A.J. Hawk doing a Big Ten preview sometime in August. How say you? A Big Ten preview? I'd love it. All right, perfect. I, uh, yeah, that'd be great. I want to – I would love to do that. Let me start – let me know in advance a couple weeks so I can do some homework because I – I know what's going on, but I need to really. I'm going to be prepared if I'm going to do that. I predict. I predict here and now that uh, the Buckeyes are going to fare well in AJ Hawk's predictions. You are very speak the truth because I am a huge homer <laughs> for Ohio State, as you should. No matter yeah. what. All right, listen, AJ Hawk, always delightful. We look forward to yapping with you soon. In the meantime, enjoy your uh, your summer, fella. Will do. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. All right, there he goes, Hawk. In fact, why do we even call him AJ? Uh, no, that's our that's fault. We're, we're feeding into this. We're not playing along. No, Pop only... Talk hears that. Maybe he'll pick it up. He'll start using it around the dinner table when they have big extended family dinners, you know? That's who we need to really win over. Yeah, so, there and, and, he, and according to Hawk, Hawk Sr. is listening. So. Hawk is one of my very favorites. I'd say I, I put him in our top three favorite guests on DDFP. I don't know why we don't get him every week, Black Tie. All right, instead, let's get back to the thing that is clearly happening, whether or not I like it or Rank likes it or the audience likes it. As this show transitions from being the Dave Damashek football program into being the Black Tie show, it's now time for something that's been away for a few too many weeks in my book. It's the blacklist. Real quick, before we get to that, just want to cycle back on the receiver conversation. Oh, please. I got to side with Rank here against all conventional What, wisdom. the best receiving core in the league? Yes. I got to go with the Broncos, too. I mean, they have Damaris, who's a button star. Eric Decker, who's, you know, stable, is going to give you, like, he doesn't give you all the yardage, but he can give you two touchdowns a game. Wes Welker, we all know what he does. Plus, the biggest thing in there for them is who the quarterback is. As that I know is, you hate that this. is not anything. I what know, do you mean who their quarterback is? That's not like, part I know of the you discussion. Like cliche and all, but Peyton Manning is a coach on the field. So what? What does that have to do with the quality of the and, receivers? And if you go back and watch Brandon Stokely's touchdown against the Chargers, I believe where Peyton Manning changes the complete changes Fine, the play in the scrimmage. The stuff he does to the wide receivers. The I understand that in, you're. I understand that you're praising it, Peyton Manning. Wait, wait, That's wait. not the same discussion as know, who has the best receivers. Individually, they might not stand out like a Des Bryant or the rest of those guys. But in unison, I assume that how they're going to work together is just going to be just going to be the all best. right. I think be, you assume they're going to be the most productive. That's how I, I think. think you assume, and I think the world assumes too much. I don't know what's going to be with Wes Welker. All I do know is when I look at free agents who leave the New England Patriots, they don't tend to fare that well. So based on that. Plus his age. And, by the way, it's worth noting, the New England Patriots let him walk away for the same amount of money that they gave Danny Amendola. Why do you suppose that is? I mean, listen, it's fairly close. They certainly have have no heart. Well, I mean, that's true. Belichick is not. Belichick is not. Smart franchises are not, for the most part. But there's something fishy going on there. They know something with about Wes Welker. I mean, he's a little guy who took a lot of shots in you know over the last uh, whatever it's been. What was he with the Patriots about five years or so? He took a lot. It took a pretty good beating there for a small guy. I don't think they let him walk away if there isn't something wrong there. Especially with Tom Brady. Yes, they're not sentimental, but Tom Brady has great affection for this guy. Not on a personal level, as a security blanket and all that. I think there's something fishy going on 
with uh, Wes Welker. So I do not assume. And by the way, again, back to that, the tight ends, Jacob Tammy and Joel Dreesen, come on, that, that, that excludes them from the conversation. That's showing your ignorance. Don't. Don't I you would, dare. I would, I would, do you want to talk about your Titans? Well, the you Titans, the like, Titans might have been a little bit of a reach. I put them at bit? five. Yeah, I, you know what? I wouldn't have been, who I would have put in there. Maybe the Packers deserved that because uh, I had the Titans at number five. I go like this: Niners, Falcons two, Bengals three, Broncos four, Titans <laughs> the Bengals? five. Bengals have one receiver. Absolutely incorrect. Jermaine Gresham was in the he's Pro solid. Bowl he's last not, year. He's not, he was, Tyler a, he was Eifert, definitely an alternate. He was not. Get, get ready for Tyler Eifert no, to be a revelation. No. Those two tight ends. Let's see him first. And then Muhammad Sanu. Who was, was fine until right. he got hurt. No, he was really coming well, on, and oh, then he got hurt. Geez. You'll see. You'll You're all rom- see. You'll all see. Romanticizing the past. I have embraced. I the get it. past. What I past? Like- no, I'm embracing the future is what I'm doing. Namely, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are going to win the AFC North. I'll go on record again. I'll keep saying it. This will be one of my gold star picks. And in December, you'll say, you're right. You, it turns wait. out you were right. I can't wait for this to blow up. You don't think that the Bengals are going to win that division now? This is going to make my Chiefs pick last year seem oh, smart. Oh, good. All right. So now we have something to look forward to, to see who's right on that one. I like you at the exact opposite end of the spectrum oh. from me on this. Don't so, worry. Because it's all – now we're all in. Now we know. All right, we'll see who's right about this and who's wrong. Black tie, the blacklist, if you please. The blacklist. Black tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn the check and wank if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. All right, guys, back with the blacklist this week. It's been a while. Uh, let's start off with... Uh, you know, training camps have started, well, many training camps, I guess, so voluntary workouts. Or OTAs. The, or... OTAs, there we go. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, Chip Kelly, obviously, he's like the mad scientist is what people are making him out to be. He has this new method. It's his new thing now, if you guys have heard. Oh, obviously, you have heard because you brought it up to <laughs> I was just going to say a few minutes ago. Thanks for paying attention once again. Yeah, yeah, I was busy. Anyway, his new thing now, obviously, right in the he's, blacklist. Playing, he's playing music. During their workouts, you know, changing it up from some ACDC to Nicki Minaj. It's all over the place. So if you guys were coaches, which would never happen because, as Steve Smith likes to say, the NFL game is not played in Studio 66. But if you were coaches, what would be on your music playlist for your team and why? What tracks, what musical artists? Well, I think the thing that would be tough about it is you have different people, different human beings, and the what they like. I can't imagine Jared Allen likes the same music as, say, Mike Wallace. I don't know, just picking two guys. Um, fortunately, they're not on the same team, so it doesn't. So that's not an issue. But uh, so yeah, you have to. You want to please a lar- as big a cut as big a swath, which is limiting, of course. That's why pop, pop, you know, that's why music is bad and network TV is bad because they're trying to please as many people as possible, serving too many masters. That being said. I think you'd want something up-tempo. You can't go with the reggae. No disrespect to Hawk, but it just doesn't make sense in a workout, football-y kind of environment. I think he's on the right track with the ACDC. Led Zeppelin, you think, no, because there's too many, you know, there's there's too many um, tempo changes throughout. So you want something steady. You want something hard-hitting, fast. Ramones, I think, is the correct answer. Ramones is where I'm going. Rank, how say you? I say the soundtrack for Flashdance. Oh, that's an interesting choice. Why? I think it would be very inspiring. Yeah, you do think? Well, yeah, there's a lot of inspirational numbers in there, yeah. How could you not? You say you'd just be fired up. You'd you play have... for defensive drills. Maniac. Maniac. That's what you yeah. want. You want them to play like maniacs. They'll all cut the necks off their sweatshirts. Then go out there. And do, do, just... do, 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 you know what I would like to do? This is a, a, a funny idea. Is they should we should look at highlights of practice and then score them and see what fits. There you know, you, you know like, that's what they do. They break down the game tape. They break down the practice tape. Maybe that's what Chip Kelly and the and the staff should do. Is after practice go back and try different music in there as they look at these and say this would really f- suit our gang. Well, if they're going to score it. Why don't they just pump in the NFL films music? You can't beat that. That's the correct answer, right? Good for you. Dun, 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 dun. Well, who wouldn't who wouldn't uh, practice it one hundred and ten percent with that? 
Black tie. Can you trump that? You can't. That is the well, correct answer. That Films was, music I was going to go answer. through a couple oh, options. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, I was going to say that one. And arrive, eventually arrive at that answer. I definitely think score is the way to go rather than a particular music or artist or track. And I'll go with some movie scores, some Hans Zimmer, some uh, Steve Jabalinski. Hans Zimmer. Um, I was going to go more on that route, right, but right. obviously end up with What films. was the guy's name? Vangela? Is that his name? That doesn't yeah. sound like I'm getting it right. Is that yeah. right? The guy, all those early 80s, mid 80s mm. movies, The Bounty and uh, Chariots of Fire, that weirdly. It's, Are you it's really asking me about 80s movies? Yeah, I know. That's yeah, it's, Oh, that's yeah. a great. Danny Elfman. What's that? Danny, Danny Elfman does a lot of movies, too. He does all the uh, Timothy, uh, what's his name? Movie? Burton uh, movies. Tim Burton movies. That's a good question, though. What is I wonder if Black Tie has seen any movie that has a Vangela score to it. Or or have you seen any Tim Burton movies? Possibly. Did you see Beetlejuice? Big, I'm not a big Tim Burton Wait, wait, fan. wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Have you seen? Has Black Tie seen it? It's time to play everybody's favorite game show. It's almost impossible to lose because as long as you say no, he hasn't seen it, you're right 99.9% of the time. Adam Rank, this week's question, has Black Tie seen Beetlejuice? Nope. I got to go with um, no. <laughs> I got it right. Why is that a buzzer? We got it right. We both said no. No, it works better with the buzz. That was a, uh, that was a checks play. Oh, it's his now, show. Let him do what he wants. Now the pit boss is looking at me. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, he hasn't seen that, seen that one. Have, wait, wait, no, wait. No. One more, one more, one more. Has Black Tie seen Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> Rank, how say you? No. I say no, too. I'm going to go with yes. Oh, he has seen it, but again, we got it wrong there. You did see Edward I told you. I've told you that's how it works. It's If I've get it. If i seen the movie, it's a dink, and if I have it, it's a buzz. All right, proceed Moving with the on. next question. Yes. Chuck Muncie, the late Chuck Muncie, passed away, three-time pro bowler. Obviously, he was known for his skills, but obviously wearing glasses as well. Yeah, In black horn is cool. So I'm going to ask you, in today's game, or it can be all the time, who are the best sports athletes to wear glasses during games? Oh, of all the athletes and out there, my never... favorite kinds are sports athletes. Those yes. are the kind of athletes I uh, – that's my – yeah. that's for me. Yep. Non-sports athletes like Tom Kite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the um, best glasses – well – Growing up in Pittsburgh, I think I have to mention uh, Kent Tocolvi, the great uh, relief pitcher. Submariner, too. That right. was cool. Do you remember? A lot of kids. Do we, do we have any submariners in the bigs right now? Um, some guys will drop down. Yeah, there's a couple of guys. Are there? So there's yeah, there's got to be at least one, one or, two. or two, right? Oakland had one for a while. Like, I don't recently. know how anybody. That's a, that's a, such a switch. We had a guy on my Little League team who did that, too. They I will, thought that um, must have tripped up every 11-year-old, seeing a guy uh, throw uh, throw that submarine ball. Coaches don't like that. Dan Quisenberry. Yeah, I imagine coaches try to break you that habit. But uh, Teak Tocolvi is up there. Bob Greasy. Is Bob Greasy the greatest NFL quarterback to regularly wear glasses out on the field. Is there anyone else who ever did that? That I can't think of glasses out on the field. Bob Greasy did it with those Dolphins teams. You had the Hanson brothers, of course. They famously did it in hockey, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't real. The Hanson brothers from Slapshot. So do goggles count? Yeah, yeah let's do. count them. Let's Dickerson? Count. Yeah. Kareem? Dick- yeah. James Worthy? Worthy. Worthy. I, what I like, yeah. Oh wow, that whole team. I never really put, put those dots together. Why were all three of those guys? Oh, somebody got did not Michael Cooper. They, he didn't wear. Them. They played against the Celtics a lot. Ah, I see a shot at the Celts. Now wasn't a fun. shot. I'm just the, what Kareem and Worthy had going though. Like Rambus had the black horn rim nerd glasses, right. but the other two wore like some space age bug without a rim kind of glasses. They were those round. Weird things. We yes. haven't seen those come back ever since. No. Yeah, those are kind of ugly. They'll start coming back. But you also... Um, I'd go... I, if you had a choice, which would you go? Would you go black horn ribs or the space age bug eye kind of effect? Black horn ribs. Yeah, that's the cool way to go. Also, Chaz Sheen, if we're talking about movie ones, he was the wild thing in the major league. Um, Tom Hankey, he went out on the hump. So relievers... What about Ron Kittle? Ron Kittle. Didn't he wear glasses? Yeah, yeah he did. Tim yes, he Foley? Did. 
how did I leave off Tim Foley? Shortstop for the 79 family, the Buckos, Pop yeah. Stargell's family. Yeah, I kept he was waiting for you to bring that one up. Yeah, yeah. He Chris Sabo? Oh, yeah, he wore the goggly ones. Goggles, yeah. yeah. He looked terrible in those. What do we think about the White Sox? Because a lot of people on Sunday night, for the first time, they wear those every Sunday, but they were on national TV for the first time, the Sox in those uniforms. A lot of people weighing in. It just goes to show. Absence makes the heart grow fonder for virtually any uniform out there. A lot of people praising their Beer League 1983 uniforms that the White Sox wear. Mm-hmm. Rank, how say you? Uh, for once a week, I do like it. Or not once a week. Every home game on a Sunday, fine. It's like it, To me, it's like the Buccaneers creamsicle uniforms where it's like, yeah, all right, it's fun. It's a, it's a good in a small dose. And then they can forget about it again. I do like that the White Sox have had a number of You can wear uniforms. them once, though, for the record. Let me just say. You can wear those things once or twice. Every Sunday is way too much. The Brewers. because well, that's only like 12, 13 times. And as too an much. Angels, as too an much. Angels they're fan, ugly. But it's only once. Like, as an Angels fan, I only see them once. That's the only time they're going to be on Sunday Night Baseball. That's the only time you're going to see it. So then they're gone again. All right, you now they've been exposed. It. We don't need to see them. I would like to see, I like that the Pirates on Sundays are wearing their 71 air ones, the gold lids with the uh, with the rounded collar, no buttons on the front. Those look kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the Brewers, what is that noise so about? So hijacking the blacklist, going on about your uniforms again. Come oh, on, well, I'm guys. sorry. It is your show. You're go right. On. I'm sorry. I stand corrected, sir. Back, Please continue. Get back to it, guys. All right, go Just ahead. Just to wrap up the glasses uh, bit. Edgar Davis, because I'm obligated to, I think I'm contractually obligated to bring up a soccer player. In one of, of course. These. So Edgar Davis, who played for Holland, uh-huh. Juventus, Ajax, he always used to wear shades of some sort of glasses or goggles during the game. So that's my entry. He was a pretty good player back in the day. Last and final question on the blacklist. The Office, coming to the end this Thursday, 12 seasons. I want to talk about uniforms, and I want to uh, talk about glasses. I We have to have forgotten some people. Well, we can put it up in a poll. Hume. What, what was his name? Do? Tom Hume. Tom Hume. Tom Hume was out there. All right, that's enough. All right, no, that's enough. <laughs> you're Continue done. You've, now. you've had your fill. That's it. Okay. So the office two hours uh, series finale and uh, spoiler alert, but uh, Michael Scott will possibly be back for that. Oh, I think why, why do you spoiler alert and then blurt it out? Uh, real you quick. No. Spoiler Everyone. alert. Michael Scott is back. Oh, sorry. It should know. I mean, if you how care would you, about know? The series, you should I know? I don't that's, know. It's been announced. Either way. What do you mean it's been announced? My question is, favorite supporting office characters, so none of the big names, none of the uh, Kevin. whites. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, Why? he's hysterical. You Why? Like fat, uh, the fat guy, Kevin, is uh, because he's consistently been tremendous over the last, as they've, started, as they've given him more lines over the last uh, three years or so. He's emerged as a consistently funny guy. I like uh, Creed. Although I like Creed a little bit more. They've given a little bit too much. There was nowhere to go with Creed because he's such a weirdo. Um, that, But where, where, where are you really going to take that if you're going to continue to feed him lines? Yeah. It, it went a little bit too far. So I'm going Kevin in uh, of recent vintage. He's my favorite. And I love that the Craig Robinson emerged over the course of, uh, of the series run as a funny guy. Now he's a leading man in movies. Mm-hmm. Bad movies, but yeah, movies nonetheless. So Leading man. There's my answer. Rank, how say you? You watch the picture? You watch the show? Of course. I like Kenny Reeves. His turn as the uh, former boss who uh, preceded Michael Kenny Scott. Reeves? Yeah. Ken Howard, sorry. Oh, Ken Howard. I was wondering Excuse who that me. was. Yeah, I was saying I couldn't figure he out. He was on a show called The White Shadow, and he I... played a character named Ken Reeves. I love that show. I love The White Shadow. I talk and write about it all the time. America revisited after my encouragement. Didn't they? That's what the sports guy says. Oh, okay. He's right. over the moon right that now. That might be the true. The, um, the, that was uh, terrible, by the way. What was? That the Bruins rallied. Too bad. Oh, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Is the blacklist done? Yeah, it's done. Just to wrap wait, it up. Wait, 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 wait. We forgot about oh, yeah. uh, Packer. Packer's the best. He was in He was like in like three episodes. Packer was so over the top. He yeah. was awesome. Who's Packer? The, you know, Packer. You're our buddy from uh, uh, Dave, uh, uh, Dave Keckner. Yes. Yeah. He's so great. Like yeah, you can't, he is very funny. You can't help look at him because he came on the uh, NFL.com live at the Super Bowl. You couldn't help look at the guy without start laughing because you would think of these Packer lines. Yep. Just being an over-the-top. Oh, man. You know who was role. great? Who didn't? Yeah, he is uh, Dave Keckner's funny in general. And But the guy who was great was 
James Spader. People didn't like him when he took the company over. What was his name? It wasn't Robert Montana. California. Yeah, California. <laughs> Robert he, California. Yep. He was great. And he such was an oddball casting choice so that they could have gone with any comedian. And instead, they went with him. And I thought it was uh, tremendous. Was I know so America at large didn't agree with yep. me, but I thought that was that was great. All right. So that's that. Black Tie, you're going to give us one? Yeah, Creed was a great one, too. Obviously, just being a random character. He had a couple of great one-liners back in the day. But I agree with you. As the series went on, he almost had too too much lines and sort of lost his effect. But I got to go with Craig Robinson. Obviously, I know him as Craig. My neighbors, we hang out, hot tub, chilling. Is that true? Yeah. Absolutely. Your, I've said your... this like three times. I always bring this up on a podcast. Oh, yeah. Anytime I can. Yeah. I told you. I've met, him a, I've, I've met him a couple job. times, too. He seems like a delightful yeah. uh, What a, podcast delightful are you on? That you bring this uh, up. I'm on then. a couple right now, actually. But <laughs> you know, what, you know what's he's, weird. He's lived in an apartment complex for like ten years now, and he just hasn't moved. You know what's weird? He made it. I ran into him because he's uh, we're in Culver City, and he'll be around town. And I, the first time I ran into him, I started talking to him, like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And I'm, you know, doing whatever. And then I realized, and I said this to him. I said, "I do not know you. I am so sorry. I recognize you. I think I know you. Blah blah blah. I, I apologize." So then, uh, then he's like, "Hey, man, cool story, bro." And then he let me go, and uh, I did it to him twice, actually. And then, <laughs> and then this weekend at uh, Flappers and Burbank, some comedian's wife came up and did it to me because she recognized me from the fantasy show, and she started. And blabbing. you said, "No, I'm on the office." She, yes, exactly. I said I was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, I was the bald right. guy. Look, unfortunately, I wish we could talk it like this, but Black Tie, the boss, has decided it's time to wrap the show up here. All right. Quickly rank, before yes. we do, Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. We'll leave it at the end because some people don't care about hockey. Right. I do. You do. I think uh, Commissioner Bettman and company have to be thanking their lucky stars what a collection of uh, of series we have here. The mm. final eight, you know, the original six is. And it's a pretty interesting thing for people who don't know about this. The original six, they're for, forever, for what was it, 40 years, 50 years? I should really know this. The 60s, yeah. Yeah. They, they, there were six teams in the NHL, if you can imagine. Um, Black Tie, how many of the original six teams can you name? Six teams, the New York Rangers. Well, all, right, all right, good. There's one. Um... Islanders? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Red Wings? All right. Very good. Sharks? Sharks. Uh, California you know the, didn't exist, I don't think, did until you know about the My uh, NHL hockey days was when I watched Mighty Ducks the first time. I wanted to play hockey, so I got you had, stayed. You know what I didn't realize? That, but that was that. I didn't My reali- hockey dreams ended then. I didn't realize the California Seals, they went on to merge with the, which would now be the Dallas Stars. They well they moved to Cleveland. They were one of those 67 expansion teams along with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They'll be playing the Ottawa Senators. Anytime you have Crosby and company in there, that's good for ratings. That's good. You have Rangers and the uh, and uh, oh and Bruins. Bruins Bruins survive, so that's two of the original six there. Black tie. So that's good, always for ratings, two big cities in the Northeast. On the other side, you have the Red Wings and Blackhawks. Those are two other original six teams. That's a good rivalry. You have the you have SoCal versus NoCal, the defending champs against the Sharks. Um, so that's a good series. I feel all that series all, pretty is pretty good. Yeah, I feel that series is good enough to override what would have been the Ducks and the Kings because you get the the Wings and Blackhawks. Yeah, definitely like better. Yeah, better for the for the hockey world in general. I mean, it would have been interesting here in Southern California for it to be Ducks and Kings. But as long as the Senators don't beat the Penguins. And in fact, it's better if the Kings advance too. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's it's it, it, it you, you can't go wrong with the finals from there on. As long Kings. as the main thing is you can't have this relatively small Canadian town beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right. the main thing. Otherwise, I, it's pretty good. I feel like as I, Penguins Kings is what they have to be rooting for, right? Yeah, but the Kings don't really play that exciting a brand of puck. I, I that, That's my beef with them, is that, mm-hmm. is that they clamp it down pretty good, and I don't love that. I mean, listen, the, the finals, right. the best finals for entertainment value is Penguins, Blackhawks, period. That's that. There's no way around that. That's that's what, I mean, in I terms of in terms of population size and all that, Rangers versus Kings and everything, but for 
for the style of hockey that would be the most compelling mm-hmm. to somebody flipping on the channel would be Penn's Hawks. That's fair. No question. That's fair. Um, all right. Last thing, wrap up a little piece of business we put up on uh, NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. We put up there our polls. This was a Land of the Fox showdown proposed by our pal Terry Newman. I used to have a thing for Spanish women. Yes, he did, and he posed a great one. It's an How Eva does that off. end? He doesn't have. I guess we never pressed him on that. It just disappeared. I know he, he used to. That's I good, used to. Yeah, not yeah, anymore. He, he moved on. He turned the page for huh. what appeals to him. But he said Eva Longoria or Eva Mendez. And how did uh, how did everyone weigh in on that one? There, black tie. Eva Mendez in a landslide, sixty nine percent of the vote, and I think that's where Terrence Newman was leaning towards too as well. Yeah, he wanted Mendez oh, yes. himself. So, all right, congratulations, Eva Mendez. You are the newest resident of the land of the fox. In the Good for you. A real feather in your cap. An Academy Award now just would be the cherry on top of a successful life. Um, All right, listen. Black Tie, A.J. Hawk, Adam Rank, what a pleasure. Rank's new piece, Best Running Backs Not in the Hall of Fame. Look that one up on NFL.com. The new projections, how the teams are going to be seeded come the playoffs in January 2014. That's out there for your perusal. Look for all of it and uh, on the uh, Top 100 show recap on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Look for me and uh, my, my pal Chad85 getting it on, talking about the, the numbers 70 through 61. And that's it. Oh, wait a second. Are uh, late news? No, Chad eighty five. Chad eighty five is uh, TBD right now. But real uh, quick though, I did have a uh, quick gotta go. to point out just quickly. So Dita Brock, his Wikipedia page. Guess what it says? And I quote: Fame has recently skyrocketed due to his involvement to the DDFP. <laughs> you didn't know that? Yeah, that's right. Is that rank? Was that you? Well, congratulations yeah. to Dieter Brock and the entire Brock family. My, All right, my Wikipedia page was pulled down. Not relevant enough. Thanks. <laughs> All right. There's much else to do here, but call it a day. All right. Thank you, Draper. All right. We'll be back with more Hui and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.